The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Gang's all here. We start a new year at 680 The Fan. Adam Rodal Gillespie in the house, our executive producer, engineer Derek Thomas, as we get things started here on this Tuesday, January the 3rd. In listen many ways, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car, Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com, and you'll be able to see what wow really means. 10 o'clock hour on the fan is brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. If you need to win your personal injury case, go to ChampionshipLaw.com. And let's get things started with Buck's Big Take. Buck's Big Take. It's difficult to know what to do or say in a situation like this. Obviously, when we are confronted with a life-or-death situation, the game of football pales in comparison. Prayers go out to Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin this morning as he fights for his life in a Cincinnati hospital. After he delivered a hit and tackled Bengals receiver T. Higgins last night in the first quarter of a huge NFL game, DeMar got up and then immediately collapsed on the field in cardiac arrest. Emergency technicians restored his heartbeat before he was rushed to the hospital. This morning, he remained sedated and in critical condition. Last night on live TV, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Susie Kolber, Adam Schefter, and Anthony McFarlane were thrust into a tough spot. With little or no information on DeMar Hamlin's situation. McFarlane mentioned that NFL football players all have one hope when they punch the clock and go to work. And that is, they all hope to return to their families at game's end. And I believe what McFarland meant to say is that we all, all of us, regardless of our occupation, have that hope of returning to our families at the end of the workday. Football players are no different than the rest of us when it comes to that. And now I'm supposed to punch the clock this morning and do the sports talk show, be informative and entertaining. And let me just say that's going to be a very difficult thing to do. Personally, my father-in-law is currently in the hospital in Orlando fighting the fight, and DeMar Hamlin is doing that too. 
but we are expected to continue on. Please know that as I do this show today, I do it distracted and with a heavy heart. And there's my big take. You know, I've never seen anything like that on a football field. I don't think any of us have. I do remember, though, way back in 1978, I was a freshman at the University of Georgia going through preseason camp. And I was haunted by a tragic football injury at that, uh, the beginning of my college football career at Georgia. Back then, it was an NFL preseason game, 1978. Patriots receiver Daryl Stingley suffered a hit by Raider defensive back Jack Tatum as Stingley attempted to get to a pass and make a reception. And as we saw the highlight or the low light of that, he laid motionless on the field with a spinal injury that left him paralyzed. And the rest of my football career, that incident was always in the back of my mind before we took the field. My pregame prayer allowed me to put that fear out of my mind, but I did think about that often. And this DeMar Hamlin injury, I'm sure, will haunt other football players from this point forward. Tough to see last night. DT, Adam, you guys watching the game as this went down? I was actually uh, finishing up dinner out and um, wasn't, and the game was on and I uh, wasn't really paying attention at the time and then kind of looked up and uh, realized that something was going on. I didn't see it immediately happen. I went back and, um, and reviewed it um, as I had it recorded. But, um, yeah, just devastatingly scary and... Um, it's something that it's guys know serious injuries can happen at any time, um, but you don't expect it like this. Um, so you, yeah, you we, a lot uh, of the times this is what they these are the kind of things they check in um, you know at, at the physicals at like the combine and stuff like that. And so hopefully, it, who knows if if this was preventable or not um, if if he. Uh, well, I can only imagine it was a huge audience last night. I think yeah. most NFL fans, football fans, were looking forward to seeing this, well, very important matchup as we wrap up, I get close to wrapping up the regular season. You had the number one seed in the AFC uh, riding on the outcome of that game last night. And, and not just so two I, of the best teams in the NFL, two of the most exciting teams in the NFL. Everybody was yeah. very excited about this game. So I can only assume it was a huge audience as we wrapped up the um, – Biggest college football weekend of the year. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to seeing that last night. Then that happens. You know, I'm also reminded of the 9-11 terrorist attacks and how me and Kincaid were on the air that day and how difficult that was. And I remember speaking with Mike Thompson, our program director at the time, about why he was putting us on the air that day. And basically said, well, people were expecting you to be on the air that day. So basically go out there and do the best you can with it. That was really difficult. Continuing on that day. All we can do for, all we can do is uh, pray for Mr. Hamlin now. 
Yeah, and look, the, uh, you know, not to be ultra critical, but, you know, I think they did a poor job last night. Both the NFL, starting with the NFL, with very little information coming out. I mean, you had the nation watching, and the broadcast teams struggling were thrust into the yeah. situation. As I mentioned off the top here, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman who it seemed like immediately wanted to throw their hands up and let somebody else do it. They were live on the scene. And I just felt like those two guys should have taken the ball and run with it. They kept throwing it back to Susie Colburn, Adam Schefter, Anthony McFarland. They didn't have any more information than No, they, they had less information right? than what Joe Buck and Troy Aikman had. I mean, it's a difficult spot for everybody involved. But it just seemed like, to me, the NFL did a poor job, too, uh, you know, for hour. We'd, we went to bed last night, really, not not knowing what exactly the situation was. I woke up in the middle of the night, and uh, it was the first thing I did was look at my phone and yeah. realize he was in critical condition, still alive, and fighting for his life, though. You know, the Stingley incident back in 1978, it was a preseason game, so it wasn't televised live. Nobody's watching it live. But we all saw the, heard about it, and then saw the replay as far as the highlight or low light of, of that play went. And then as years go by, you learn more and more about it. From what I understand, uh, the great John Madden, who was the Raiders coach, rushed to the hospital. The game was played in Oakland, rushed to the hospital afterwards and found that he was the only one there from the game at the hospital. And he called the Patriots team as they were taxiing on the runway in Oakland. They stopped the flight. And I believe the, the, the team at that point came out to the hospital. Not that they could do anything. but And as I understand it, the Patriots have uh, paid, all, uh, paid all of Daryl Stingley's medical expenses up until uh, his death. A few years ago. But, uh, you know, no answers last night. Uh, little information coming down. Uh, you know, those announcers were in a really tough spot. Filibustering, basically. I just couldn't believe they kept going back to the studio. As if they knew something. Tough, tough uh, deal last night. And I'm sure it's affected a lot of people today, and you're going to see a lot of football players affected by this. Live on TV last night, huge game, a lot of football players, whether you're uh, you know, a high school football player, college football player, NFL football, are going to be affected by this. And yeah, I, this game doesn't seem important now, but I mean, I don't know if they are going to continue this game, but regardless, I mean, these guys are going to have to get back out on a football field soon. Um as in six days from now, yeah. five days from now, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, you got to compartmentalize and move on. But I um, want to open up the phone lines, too, if uh, listeners out there want to be a part of the show today. Let us know what you're feeling, 404-231-1680, the phone number. Road Dog will get you lined up and on the show as we come back. Back to the one-hour format. So 
Got to uh, rush to get it all in today. We'll come back and talk about Georgia advancing to the national title game at the college level and talk about the Buckeyes and their performance, too. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Show on the fans 680 and 937 Monday through Friday 10 to 11. Try to squeeze it all in for you. Happy New Year, everybody. So we start 2023 as far as the work week goes. And a great way to start it as far as the college football scene goes the Georgia Bulldogs back in the national championship game. With an opportunity to go back-to-back, run it back, as the kids are saying. And what a semifinal matchup here at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. One of the best games I've ever seen. College, pro, high school, youth league. One of the better games I've ever seen. That's got to be right up there, obviously, with the Rose Bowl from just a few years ago. For me personally, the 2012 SEC championship that was just a back-and-forth juggernaut battle but uh yeah buck i'm with you i don't think i've ever seen a a finer football game yeah that was uh that had everything you you want to see in a big time football game back and forth your team fighting back when they got down bulldogs down by 14 points several times ohio state just an awesome job by ohio state and i understand that we'll talk about that in just a moment ryan day being heavily criticized, which I really don't get. I don't think there was a lot to criticize about that game. Uh, both both I don't teams. Know, the critics were always out there. Teams it seems. Played really well. Played really hard. I mean, come on. Four zero four two three one one six eighty. The number. You want to get in here? Uh, a lot on the table, obviously, with the Demar Hamlin situation going down last night. But the Bulldogs' uh, opportunity to run it back. Taking on TCU out in L.A. Coming up a week from yesterday. I mean, you had three weeks, uh, a little over three weeks to get ready for the national semifinal. And then, boom, man, this national title game is going to be in our laps before you know it. Have you, have you, do you like that? Or, or are you maybe looking forward to this new format when now that we're in an expanded playoff, we won't get such a long layoff between these games, hopefully? Yeah, it's just uh, such a contrast, though. You got all this time to get ready for the semifinal game. And then you got very little. 
time to get ready for the biggest game and the national title. Yeah, I think Kirby said they had 28 days to to prepare for the last game, and they'll have, what, eight, I guess, essentially for this one, nine? Yeah, see, I'm not buying that. Knowing Kirby Smart oh, like yeah. I know Kirby Smart. <laughs> you think he's done a little scouting? They book? found some time to go ahead and scout uh, both Michigan and TCU during that 27 days. I, yeah, um, in the postgame show, your buddy uh, Kevin Butler was talking about that, how there were probably guys that didn't even go to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. They were at, at home, quote-unquote, in Butts Mirror back in yeah, Athens. breaking down the TCU Watching victory. TCU getting ready to go. Uh, so it's, it's never, never a rest for these guys. Um, yeah, just a short week away now. So exciting to be in the house there here in Atlanta on Saturday night. What a great game. Memories that will last a lifetime for Bulldog fans and Ohio State Buckeye fans. Never forget what they saw this past Saturday night here in Atlanta. I almost felt bad for some of those devastated Buckeye fans after that game, man. Uh, as I said to some of the folks after immediately after the game, Georgia had no business winning that game. They didn't play very well. I thought Ohio State played better, probably deserved to win more, but... Uh, yeah, I don't fall in that category. I believe Georgia deserved to <laughs> oh, win absolutely. as much as Ohio State. But I'm saying, you know, you've, just those Ohio State fans after seeing their team battle like that, man, uh, just gut wrenching. Yeah, let's hear from Kirby Smart after the ball game. Uh, hats off to Ohio State, Kirby was saying. A lot of respect for Ohio State, for uh, Ryan Day and his program. Just saw CJ Stroud out there, and my heart goes out to those guys because uh, they played well enough to win the game. And um, got a really good football team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Ohio State played their best game of the season. I guess probably the the, the best team they they were going to face all season long. Really stepped up big. Uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, sort of a mixed bag. I'm hearing some criticism on Stetson uh, and his performance. And I saw at halftime Kirby got in his ear for at least two to three minutes as they were walking off the field. And I would love to have uh, would have loved to have heard that conversation, what Kirby was telling Stetson as they exited the field at halftime. Now let's hear from Stetson after the game talking about how uh, he's played so awesome at the end of these big games they've played. I just try to do my job. Um, you know, uh, you know, got to go back and look at the tape, see what we could clean up because it felt like there was a 30-minute period there where I just played bad football. And so we got to fix that. Um, but as to the rest, I, I don't know about that. I still give him an A for that performance. Stetson Bennett, give him an A. And somebody saying, yeah, Baloo, you homer, you Georgia guy, you're the only one giving Stetson Bennett an A. Well, let me respond by saying, my goodness, how many quarterbacks do you know that would have played below par there for a couple of series and then with the game riding, the season on the line, overcome that adversity and lead his team back to win the football game? How many quarterbacks do you know that were mentally tough enough to be able to bounce back and do something like that? I tell you, you can count them on one hand in my book. Count them on one hand. Georgia, too, uh, toughened it out with some injury problems. My goodness. Down to the number three outside linebacker. 
I mean, you had Nolan Smith, one of the best players on the team, go down injured during the season. Best pass rusher on this Bulldog team. And, wow, the Bulldogs could have used him Saturday night against this Ohio State passing attack. I didn't hear the the announcers didn't say anything about Nolan Smith not being in there. Then you had Chaz Chambliss, the backup. He goes down injured during the game. So Georgia playing the best passing attack in college football with their third team outside linebacker in the game. Going to have to do that again next Monday night in L.A. Darnell Washington going down with an injury. And don't you know that, that Darnell was a big part of Monken's game plan? Huge part of it. He goes down and you're putting in a freshman, Oscar Delph, just out of nowhere. I'm sure Oscar didn't expect to be on the field much during the game. Next thing you know, they're telling Delph, get on out there, son. We're going we're gonna to need you to go out there and play at a high level. Now, this is a young man. He played in our high school region where our uh, children go to school, South Forsyth High, and West Forsyth, one of our rivals. And so I got to see a lot of Oscar Delph over the uh, the three years that he was playing high school football there. And I was totally impressed with this young man. But it was as a receiver. And now they're asking him to go out there and block. And I thought he, he went in there and, and held his own, did a pretty good job in there trying to help Georgia block uh, those defenders on the Ohio State defense. They were over, able uh, to overcome Darnell Washington being out of there. Mims played legitimate for Warren McClendon at right tackle. Now, Ohio State had some injury issues they were dealing with, too. Barely had any running backs ready to go. Best big-time receiver, uh, Smith uh, and Jigba, I believe his name was, not playing in the game either. Definitely impacted Ohio State. I'm not making excuses for Georgia here. Both teams had to overcome some injuries, which is no shock here at the end of the season. But they put on a show that college football fans won't soon forget. And fans of both of these teams, both Georgia and Ohio State, will never forget that game. Never, ever forget that football game. Let's take some calls here. Curly joins us on the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. Curly, what's going on, brother? Well, good morning, Buck. I just want to get off track here a little bit. I was watching intently with uh, Michigan and TCU and George better get ready for TCU's team speed. Uh, they were a whole lot quicker than I thought they would be. And you know what I mean by team speed and they, uh, boy, they went all over the field. So uh, I think that uh, uh, Michigan was not ready for that team speed that uh, TCU has. So Georgia better get ready. One more comment, uh, Buck, there's a quarterback that used to play for Vanderbilt. He's on the Southeastern Conference TV show all the time. I can't call his name, but he has dogged Stetson Bennett from Jordan Rogers. He, yeah, I think that's his name. But anyway, he has never given uh, Stetson Bennett the credit that he deserves, and he's still dogging him out. I don't know what else Bennett can do. But anyway, well, I've got a little less. I've got like a little less. What. A little less respect for Rogers having that take with what Bennett has done this season. To me, it's, it's highly critical and it's unfair is what that evaluation is. Just one man's opinion there. I mean, you've got a vendetta for the guy. 
if he hadn't won you over yet, then something's wrong with you, is my opinion on that one. You sound foolish at this point in time with what Stetson Bennett has accomplished. You look foolish continuing to criticize him and the job that he's done. You know, I want to talk a little bit about Ohio State here, not just all uh, from the Georgia perspective. And so I'm going to do this right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I talked about it last week as I was working last week. I talked about the pressure that was on C.J. Stroud to deliver a big game performance as this young man is now looking to take the next step and go to the National Football League. Now, you know, he was a guy, his legacy, a little bit stained, and I'm sure the the critics are going to continue to pile on unfairly, in my opinion. This is a record-setting quarterback when you look at the stats, but the critics will point out no Big Ten titles, 0 for 2 against the rival Michigan, Zero college football playoff wins. Didn't win the Heisman. They're going to minimize what he did at the Ohio State level. But I tell you what, that was a big game performance if I've ever seen one on Saturday night. In fact, I left more impressed with C.J. Stroud after the game than I thought I would have been watching him deliver this big-time performance. And as I uh, put a price tag on what was riding for C.J. Stroud last week on the show here on 680 The Fan, I put a price tag of $20 million on it. That's what was riding for C.J. Stroud, the business end of playing a high-caliber football. Millions were on the line for C.J. Stroud. And I look back at 2021, the draft, where Trevor Lawrence went number one, and he signed a four-year $36 million deal. Justin Fields drafted with the 11th pick. He signed a four-year, $18 million deal. So we're talking about $18 million difference two years ago. I went ahead and rounded that thing up. What was riding for C.J. Stroud? It was being, uh, you know, there were some people high on Stroud. There were some people uh, not so high on Stroud. I mean, it was looking like he was going to be drafted not in the top 10, but somewhere around like Justin Fields or Mac Jones, somewhere between 10 and 15. But I tell you, after that performance Saturday night, I'm convinced that he will be the second or third pick, maybe the first. He'll be one of the top three picks in the draft. The price tag on that, $20 million with that performance he had. He, uh, he was spinning it. I mean, it was pretty impressive there. 23 of 34, 350, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And I was sort of blown away with his ability to both avoid the pressure, get outside the pocket, use his legs to do some damage with the best defense in college football. Two of those uh, touchdowns in the first half were just C.J. Stroud being a magician, escaping, escaping pressure, escaping tackles. And I had not seen him do a lot of that 
through mm-hmm. his career. Mm-hmm. But boy, we saw him do it Saturday night. But keeping his head up, keeping his eyes up, and throwing the ball down. And the then field. the leadership too. I, I don't know if any of these NFL personnel guys were questioning his leadership. Maybe so because of the resume. You know, the the no uh, the Big Ten titles, the no win over Michigan. I'm, I'm sure there were some NFL personnel guys that were looking down on him because of that. But I saw a tremendous leader on that field Saturday also. Lifting his teammates up. Taking them to the verge of advancing to the national title game. He did everything he could to win that game for Ohio State. I was impressed. I don't know about everybody else. And then Ryan Day. Here's another guy that, again, has now lost two big games to Michigan. Has not won a college football game playoff game and they recruit as well as anybody but i tell you ryan day did uh, an a plus job saturday night of, of play calling against that georgia defense now that georgia coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball the best in college football their talent as good as any in college football on the defensive side of the ball and ryan day the job he did play calling game planning uh, pulling the trigger on the right call at the right time was just uh, A-plus in my book. I was impressed. And do you know, here's a guy that is talking about not calling plays next season. And they're going to lose their offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson. This is something to keep track of here. Is Ryan Day, is he going to back off? This plan of not calling plays next season with a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. I, I'm going to have to wait on this one. I'd, I'm thinking maybe he might have a change of heart when it comes to this. But C.J. Stroud and Ryan Day, tremendous job against Georgia Saturday night. I don't know how in the world you're going to go about criticizing those two men. Unless you just want to sound a little... Silly. Let's hear from uh, C.J. Stroud after the ball game. Stroud saying their offense, man, they put it out there last Saturday. Day, we were we had the mindset of we're going to let everything hang. We're going to go out. We're going to fight as hard as we can. We're going to swing as hard as we can. And I feel like we did that. Um, we were very efficient in the pass game. Uh, the run game started rolling a little bit. Uh, got a, a lot of positive runs. And I felt like we were very efficient. Um, just a couple of those drives where uh, maybe that I missed a read or protection broke down, I got sacked, um, whatever the case may be, maybe those were the reason why we lost. I mean, no one really knows, man. So uh, we got to get on the film and see what, see what went on. And um, But I'm proud of my guys. Uh, I think they lost because that kicker hooked one. Looked like one of my drives standing on the, uh, the golf tee at number one, where regardless of the golf course, and hooking that thing over into somebody's backyard on the left side. They lost because that kicker has uh, not been successful over 50 yards. I believe now 0 for 5 or 0 for 6, 50 and beyond. Let's hear from Ryan Day, too, after the ball game, talking about how he needs to figure out how to win come college football playoff time. We're here to win, and it didn't happen. But that being said, yeah, we came out. We, we uh, guys were flying around. We were competing. Um, in the end, we came up short. So we'll have to I think, figure out how to get it fixed in the offseason so that we're here again. You know, we're on top when it comes to it. 
Yeah, he'll be criticized, but I, I believe it'll be un, unfairly criticized with the job both those two guys did. And leaving the, the football game, too, I saw a lot of the Bulldog fans complimenting the Ohio State fans after the game. That, that made my heart feel a little uh, even better than I was already feeling, is to see the Bulldog Nation showing a little class with the opponent. I was proud to be a Bulldog man, seeing some of these Bulldog fans put their arm around these Buckeye fans and say, hey, man, you guys were awesome tonight. Made me feel good seeing some of that. And uh, that's going to lead us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side like 15-10-5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Going into the big showdown game Saturday night, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl National Semifinal College Football Matchup. That's a mouthful there. I had one big concern coming into the game. Felt like the Buckeyes and that offense with C.J. Stroud were going to put some points on the scoreboard. And I was wondering if Georgia was going to be able to keep pace. Now, I had a podcast ready to talk about this, but again, last week, the staff was really thin in here. I didn't see Hoyt around to help me uh, edit the, the podcast and get that up. So, you know, that work, I'll never get that work back. That time spent getting ready for that podcast. But if you would have uh, heard that, you would have heard me talking about this concern that uh, Georgia's offense was going to have to keep track or keep pace with this Ohio State offense. And I was concerned about their ability to do so because of the wide receiver position. Ad Mitchell, the go-to X receiver, basically had been out the entire season. Arian Smith, the fastest man on this Georgia Bulldog team, same deal, injured most the entire season. Barely saw number 11 on the field. Georgia was going to have to rely on pounding the football and the tight ends, Brock Bowers, who apparently was a little sick coming into the game. Rely on these tight ends, Bowers and Darnell Washington, to get it done as far as the passing game goes plus Kenny McIntosh out of the backfield. So Georgia was limited. They didn't have the complete skill set they needed to keep pace with Ohio State in an up-tempo, high-scoring matchup. But i tell you what, uh, Ad Mitchell stepped up and, and delivered big time. Arian Smith stepped up and delivered big time. They completed solidified this Bulldog offense in that game on Saturday because that wide receiver position group was really thin coming into the game. The The only playmaker, really, they had Lad McConkey was dinged up, had a uh, knee injury that limited him coming into the game. Now, he's a tough son of a gun, and Lad McConkey went out there and went with it. But he was limited in his playmaking ability. Ed Mitchell stepped up and was huge with his performance. Three catches, 
uh, involved. Uh, also had a touchdown in that with those three catches. Arian Smith, three catches. Had that 78-yarder that was a huge, an epic play in this game as far as Georgia goes. Ten explosive plays by the Bulldog offense in this game against Ohio State. Now, I'm counting the explosive play as a a 20-yard play, whether it's a run or a pass reception. Ad Mitchell, 21-yard reception. Dom Blaylock, 20-yard reception. Kenny McIntosh, 25-yard reception. Dajan Edwards, 21-yard run. McIntosh, a 52-yard run. You know, the one where the turf monster reached up and grabbed him. The same turf monster that got uh, Harry Douglas in that NFC Championship game. I know it's a different stadium, but that turf monster relocated to MBS when they built that sucker. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, 28-yard reception. Arian Smith, 47-yard reception. Bowers, 26-yard reception. Arian Smith, 76 yards. I'm taking it to the house, baby. And then Kiaris Jackson, the veteran, stepped up big in the final minutes, too, with a 35-yard catch that was huge with Georgia being able to win the game. Ten explosive plays by this Bulldog offense. Huge. They delivered. The complete offense is back. Heading into the natty next Monday night. And that makes me feel a whole lot better. With Ad Mitchell out there making plays at the X-wide receiver spot. With Stetson hanging that thing up to Arian Smith down the field. Getting a big play out of the dude. Feeling a whole lot better about this offense heading into the biggest of the games coming up next Monday night. Loving this. And I'm going to say I missed it all season long. Missed it. And Georgia, good enough, talented enough, well-coached enough, Todd Monken and his crew doing a great job of covering up that weakness all season long. I mean, they're basically playing with one arm tied behind their back with the limitations they had at wide receiver. Brian McClendon, great job as the wide receiver coach. Being able to cover up that weakness and still get to the national championship game 14-0. We'll talk about Stetson Bennett coming up here in just a moment. That'll do it for the Bulldog Roundtable. More to come, Buck Belue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Got the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. We've got an update coming Coming down on DeMar Hamlin. 
who is in your thoughts and prayers, I'm sure. Update on Hamlin through his uh, marketing agent who says on Twitter his vitals are back to normal and they put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They're currently running tests. They will provide updates as they have them. But the vitals being normal, pretty encouraging sign. Right there, if you ask me. I'm looking for some encouraging signs as it relates to him. That's probably about the best news that we could have gotten or expected at this point. No doubt, man. I uh, went to sleep not knowing how uh, he was doing. I think we all did. And woke up this morning, my first thought was, is he still with us? So encouraging news there. Let's get to a college football nugget. Tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Stetson Bennett and the uh, job he did. Let me just say the mailman delivered on Saturday night. And we've become, if you're paying attention, you've become used to seeing the mailman delivering. And Stetson Bennett now with an opportunity to go back-to-back national titles. My goodness. Now, we've seen this happen in my lifetime a a couple of times. Uh, Tommy Frazier in 94-95, Nebraska's quarterback, led the Cornhuskers to -to back-to-back national titles. Frazier was awesome running that option for the Cornhuskers. Ask the Florida Gators. That always looked like one of the most fun things you could possibly do in sports, basically, to run, be the option quarterback, controlling the whole, the whole team, and then every now and then chucking it over the top. He was fun to watch. Yeah, he's a good all-around player, man. And then you had A.J. McCarron for Alabama. 2011-2012, A.J. McCarron, the Alabama quarterback, who's retired now, spent some time in the National Football League, even here in Atlanta with the Falcons, has retired from the game. He and his uh, lovely wife, remember her, Catherine Webb, I believe her name was. Uh, she was the one that I think Brenton Musburger was yeah. drooling over. He, he became a pretty big fan of hers pretty quickly that night, I believe, yeah. Yeah, well, they uh, marry. They've got three sons now. It's uh, A.J. McCarron able to pull that off. Back-to-back national titles as a quarterback. Did you notice in that Michigan-TCU game they kept going to the Michigan uh, QB's girlfriend during the game. It was for long periods. I was kind of getting the. Is Catherine that who Webb. that was? I was wondering who that yeah, was. Yeah, that was his girlfriend, the Michigan QB's, and JJ she, McCarthy. She was a very attractive young lady as well. Well, you would expect that, right? I mean, he's the Michigan quarterback. Stetson, though, back to Stetson, completed passes to ten different receivers in the game against Ohio State. Ten of them. I'd say that's a pretty good job of spreading the ball around. He goes 23 of 34, 398 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, scrambled around a lot, did not really take it past the line of scrimmage, got sacked a couple of times, did run for a touchdown. There was a little uh, point in the game, too, where, you know, Stetson uh, didn't play at a high level, had the interception in the second quarter, which was a poor decision. 
to throw that football. Ohio State got the ball and went up 21-7 at that point in time. Stetson had a, a slow start to the second half. Bulldogs went two straight possessions, uh, one three and out and one four and out to start the second half. Stetson was 0 for 3 throwing it in those two possessions to get the third quarter started. Uh, possession number three in the second half, he had a third down sack where the Bulldogs missed a field goal. Ohio State led at that point 38-24. Things didn't look real good. I'm sure there were some people doubting, criticizing Stetson at that point in time. But you know what Stetson Bennett did? He brushed it off. He didn't flinch. Down 38-24, Stetson Bennett led the Bulldogs back to a victory. Closed it out with a one-play, 76-yard touchdown drive. Pulled the dogs within three points. They were down 35-38 to at that point in time. Eight, eight minutes left and change in the fourth quarter. Then he comes back with less than a minute left and directs a five-play, 72-yard touchdown drive to put the dogs up 42-41. Stetson Bennett was awesome. And here's the thing. As a former quarterback that had played at a high level, you know, never once did, uh, did I expected to go out and dominate for four quarters consecutively. Never once did I expect to see another quarterback go out and be flawless for four quarters. And I think a lot of the fans and even some of the media members forget this part of the deal. There's going to be some give and take. There's going to be good moments. There's going to be bad moments. There's no quarterback other than Phil Simms in the Super Bowl, who went, I believe, 23 or 24, that is going to go out and play flawless football. It's just too difficult. Stetson Bennett was awesome. I gave him, I gave him an A for that performance Saturday night. Thank you, Stetson Bennett, for delivering on a big game Saturday. Thank you, man. Now let's go win the Natty. How about Stetson? The last two drives in this game. Last two drives in the national championship against Alabama, uh, nearly flawless, as you said. So when it mattered yeah. the most. Yeah, and again, and these people uh, that are expecting a quarterback to go out and just be perfect. Well, like, like, a, like have a, no idea, none whatsoever. Like you expect Max Fried to throw a perfect game every single time he goes out? Is Seriously. That, is that what people think? Yeah. Like Clayton Kershaw is going to go out and throw a no-hitter no, every, every time. time. No, he gave up two hits to as if you're supposed to complete every single pass. I would think a guy that played quarterback at Vanderbilt would understand that. Apparently not. Stetson Bennett was awesome. I don't know how you continue to criticize Stetson Bennett. For those that continue to do so. I was about so. to say, I, don't, I mean, I'm not hearing a lot of people continuing to get us criticized. Oh, there's still some well, of it out there. Then they got a problem. You, you, you start looking at yourself. It's just unreasonable. Totally unfair. Makes no sense at all. The show a little different today because of what we saw last night in the National Football League. 
just didn't feel comfortable trying to come in today and be funny or try to be funny and try to entertain. I was not comfortable with that today. So the show's a little bit different. Good news coming down on DeMar Hamlin. Vital signs are back. And that is great, great news. Hopefully the show will be back to normal tomorrow. Appreciate you tuning in as we get this new year started. Nick and Chris back on the beat. They're coming up next. Road Dog Gillespie, Derek Thomas, great job as usual. Hope you'll join me tomorrow on the Buck Baloo Show, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nernie? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.